Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sex Sales Podcast, the podcast where a comedian talks to a relationship therapist, and we are delving into the heavy intellectual topic today of whether straight men and straight women can be friends. So brace yourselves, it's going to get controversial. I'm very excited to talk about this one. A lot of people have sent this one through, so uh, we are going to unpack all sides of whether men and women can be friends. You ready? Me? Yeah. yeah. Who else? <laughs> oh, do you think I'm just saying, the... are you ready yeah. to the to the audience? No. I are ready. you ready, Eliza? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. And I love that you clarified straight as well, because that's that's the kind of little complexity, isn't it? Um, when you have an attraction to the opposite sex. So I am ready. How are you going? Yeah, I'm not bad. I was sick for a while, but uh, yes, a little I'm bit all of, good now. I reckon you burnt out doing too much. You kept saying in all our last podcasts yeah. you had a crazy month. That April was crazy, and so yeah, it's caught yeah. Up. I think there was a delay from that, and I, I I anticipated that I'd get sick, so it happened, and I'm pretty much over it now. So we're all good. I swear, yeah. it, it always happens when it's like you're so hectic, and then as soon as you're you calm down, everything's chill, then you get sick. It's absolutely correct. For some reason, I can just will myself through very hectic periods of my life. But uh, as soon as there's just a period of calm, boom, the sickness hits. So uh, I don't know if it's a placebo or a nocebo, but uh, it's definitely one of those things. Um, yeah. Oh, well, I had COVID in this. For the two years of the pandemic, I never got sick. And then I had COVID in December and now I've had whatever this is that's not good yeah mm. how are you how's uh yeah. everything going with you everything's good everything's going all right um it's pretty good i would say so oh my god nice. sorry am i my my dog's coming through um the doggy door and oh, i sorry? actually listened to one of our the complaint podcasts and i could hear the doggy door moving ah. Every like three minutes and I just locked her inside with Adrian. I don't know how she's gone out. Um, but anyway, she's here with me. So sorry. I will, I'll see how she goes. She's, if she stays, we'll leave her. If she starts coming in and out again, we'll just pause. And <laughs> I'm sure people will forgive you for that one. Just, uh, just make sure the microphone's nice and close to, to the mouth. Then it won't uh, pick up some of yeah. that background noise. And uh, before we get into the wonderful conversation of uh, whether men and women can be friends, just a word from our sponsors. We are sponsored by Steady Freddy. Steady Freddy have a wide range of men's sexual health and performance products. Uh, the Ball Boost tablets are ones that my friend have been, has been using, <laughs> and he says that it has dramatically increased the, uh, the size of his load. Oh. So there you go. You got a bit of first-hand... Uh, a first-hand account of those ball boost tablets, a boost in the product of the balls very much. Uh, their uh, most renowned product is the delay spray. So if you suffer from premature ejaculation, a couple, uh, couple of whiffs of that delay spray, not whiffs, that's probably not the right word. You're not smelling it, but uh, spray, it on the, spray it on the old doodle and uh, you'll last uh, as long as you like. So steadyfreddy.com, use the code sells, yet 40% off. 
And of course, use only as directed, read all the labels. We are also sponsored by Crush Organics. Crush Organics, they've got a huge range of CBD oil and CBD oil products. Go to crushorganics.com. That's crush with a K. Use the code NEIL for that one and you'll get 40% off. I should say, actually, for, for Steady Freddy, you'll get 15% off and Crush Organics, you'll get 40% off. Uh, my apologies for that mix up there, but uh, either way, you get a good discount for both. And Crush Organics also have bath bombs. They've got pain cream. They've got everything, everything to help you feel stress-free. CrushOrganics.com. Use the code Neil. All right. Men and women, can they be friends? There's a lot of, uh, there's actually quite a heated debate about this on TikTok, uh, all over the internet, really. <laughs> mm. um, so one of the main concerns here, I, I suppose the biggest one is, and this is what you see in all the comments, is that, okay, yeah, they can be friends, but there's always someone who wants more. Now, let's first talk about some personal experiences here. Um, I can probably attest to the, to the fact that in most uh, male-female friendships I've had, okay, look, there's been like a degree of underlying sexual attraction or some sort of attraction there, but I don't know. That happens with like 80% of women. So um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's really a strong enough reason to, uh, you know, exclude someone from being a friend because uh, then I would, a lot of men would just not have to hang around any women at all. So um, I think it's more about like discipline and and just because sexual attraction or attraction may exist. Well, I, I suppose it would be different if it's emotional attraction. I think there's something mm. to be said yeah. there. But look, if it's just a matter of sexual attraction, that's on the man. Like that's well, it's it's on both parties there. Like if they act on it, then it's then there's an issue. But if you don't trust the your partner to be around someone who may or may not be sexually attracted to them, I don't know. I don't think that's really a, a cause for concern to 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 like prevent a friendship. But I can see how it could make some men uncomfortable. I, I suppose I'm talking here mainly from the from the straight male uh, gaze or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, there's been when I've had issues with a with a girlfriend having male friends is when that relationship clearly crosses a, a boundary. Like if we've had a fight, I've had an ex girlfriend that would then go and be comforted by a male friend, and no, nah, that's not on. Like that's that's a huge boundary. I'm not really okay with that and and when I say comforted I'm talking about you know from what I've heard very much comforted emotionally and I think mm -hmm. to a degree where a lot of people I would assume would call that a boundary so there's definitely a lot of nuance to to this uh conversation but my broad opinion is like yeah I think they can be friends um but what I where I agree with a lot of the people who say they can't be friends is like, all right, someone always wants more, someone is waiting for their shot or something like that. To me, that's just not a compelling enough argument to like prevent a friendship or to like exclude someone from having someone there as a friend. It's more about like what they do with that attraction. But that's a very sort of simplified version of my opinion to start off with. What do you think of that? I think that, you know, your opinion is the most ideal in terms of it's the most mature. Um, I certainly and don't have that much <laughs> maturity to kind of 
except if, you know, uh, my partner was saying like, yeah, I'm sexually attracted to her and yeah, we go hang out and stuff. I wouldn't, that wouldn't fly with me. <laughs> no way. Uh, but then again, you know, we, Adrian's not the type of person where he can just be like, look, you know, I'm a man. This is what it's like being a man. This is what we all experience. He still kind of has that. I would never look at another woman. I'm never sexually <laughs> interested in anyone else, that kind of thing. So hearing that come out mm. of his mouth would be too disturbing for me. Um, not that it's not true. Um, but you know, it's, it, it is hard because I know the boundary that I put in for myself is I wouldn't be friends with guys that I'm sexually attracted to or emotionally attracted to. I just wouldn't like hang out with them at least one-on-one and things like that. Not because I don't trust myself or trust them just because like, I, I almost feel like it's a respect that I do to, um, like give to my partner or whatever. Um, but you know, that being said, like it's, it's women and men find different things, um, attractive. And, you know, we've spoken about emotional attraction versus physical attraction and women tend to form physical attraction from emotional attraction. So if there isn't an emotional attraction, you're unlikely to form that physical attraction. Whereas men, often just have a physical attraction that's, you know, baseline. It can be mild for a majority of the women. Um, and that's just, that's facts. It's <laughs> just um, straight up accurate that that's what it is. Like, you know, when we talked about that um, Tinder experiment thing, um, and I hated that podcast, <laughs> but it it's true. And it actually- Which one was that? The one where it was saying how 20 women go are only attracted to 20% of oh, yeah. the male population. And I spoke, uh, I spoke, sorry, I saw um, some videos actually unpacking that again the other day. And they were saying it's actually less than 20%. It was 4, 4% to 20% that they would consider attractive like sexually attractive just baseline i would want to sleep with this person or be intimate or whatever could be only four percent of the male population whereas for men it was 60 to 80 percent so majority of women that they around their age like within 10 years um, of adults would they would find sexually attractive so it just kind of goes to show that men and women like you as much as you want to apply the same reasoning for both genders. You actually can't. And there's a lot of, um, you know, considerations that we have to take in for our biology and stuff like that, which which makes it complicated and more frustrating. And I don't want to be taken across wall like, well, I'm a man, like I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But it's what may be seem serious, really serious to me may not be really serious to someone else like you know if let's say if i was dating you and you were like yeah i find this girl sexually attractive and we're going for a beer i'd be like no you're fucking not like (laughs) my dead body um but then you'd be like well like sexually attracted to everyone you know like (laughs) what am i supposed to do have no social life you know know, it's kind of different so it's um it's hard and that's when it comes to you either have to know what boundaries you're comfortable with be really across them and you have to be mature about it. Um, you have to work on that. I think it's a good point as well what you raised before about the, the comforting aspect um, because I certainly have actually found myself in that situation like more times 
than would be considered normal where I've had like a male friend and then as soon as like something's gone and I've been in a relationship and I've viewed it completely only platonically, like legitimately. And as soon as something's going on in my relationship, like, you know, there's issues going on that they know about. Not that I go to other guys and I have problems with my boyfriend or we've broken up or breaking up, things like that. It's funny how it's not only that they come to comfort me or try to comfort me, but it was almost that they were like reaching out with their own personal crises. Like I remember once when I had a boyfriend when I was like 23 and I was friends with this guy a couple of years younger than me. We worked together um, and he was 21 and we we're really good friends. And it was very much in my eyes, completely platonic. And he would tell me about the girls he's dating and I'd always be giving him advice and things like that. Um, and then he started getting like, I thought we were becoming like best buds. Like I was like, finally, I'm like going to brew like that kind of friendship. But I think he had other ideas. Um, and he constantly would make up these, which I found out later were, weren't true, but like stories about what was going on in his life. And I remember one night he, um, allegedly got beat up by his stepfather and then had to sleep in his car and happened to be part. When he made that up. Yeah. He told me later he did. Um, he had to sleep in his car at little manly beach, which was next to my apartment at the time. And so I, and then he was like, I'm so cold. So I went down with like blankets and a pillow for him and a hot chocolate flask. And I was with my boyfriend at the time. He came with me. <laughs> like he walked down with me and I could just see on this guy's face when he opened the car, <laughs> he was like, uh, like fuck he probably thought i was gonna sit on the beach with him um and well, that's that's what <laughs> yeah. sorry you finish you finish you well finish off. what ended up happening was um he like started uh stalking me and wrote me love letters and poems and <laughs> i had to like quit my job um it got really escalated but at that point i just had no idea i just really genuinely thought this is someone that is he i was like he's young and he doesn't he's struggling and my boyfriend the whole time was like, don't fucking trust this guy. <laughs> no way. Yeah, but that, yeah. see, see, now that just like validates a lot of the concerns men have about the uh, male friend, which yeah. is it's <laughs> like an insecure guy who's sneakily trying to get into a girl's pants by, uh, you know, f figuring out a way for her to let her guard down by not directly saying that he's sexually interested in her. See, yeah. now that's the sort of friendship that, yeah, like that... I'd, I don't know many couples that would be okay with something like that. Not to mention it's pretty unethical behavior as well. I guess uh, I, was very, yeah, I was very to the point when I first spoke on this, but I just don't see uh, – look, I, I think the extent of the friendship needs to come into question yes. first more than anything. So, like, if you're getting a beer one-on-one -on -one with someone, I mean, you know, there's a, that's a – that sounds very date-ish, but, you know, if like once every couple of months you catch up for coffee, that's the sort of friendship I guess yeah. I'm imagining. I'm not – when it's a best friend, yeah, then then it does put a spanner <laughs> into the works. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean it's always something to be concerned about or it's something that people should necessarily have boundaries about, but it's definitely something that can raise eyebrows. Um, particularly if it is a very 
sort of close best friend where they talk about everything and probably talk about the relationship and even the sex life. That's the sort of thing that Mm. can get very disconcerting for a lot of people. And I wouldn't blame anyone for putting in a boundary there, wherein you may not say something like, all right, I I just don't want you to be friends with this person. But like, hey, look, there's certain intimate aspects of our relationship that I wouldn't want you speaking about to well, to any friend really, let alone a, a, a close male friend that may or may not be interested in you. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like it's it's hard to, to uh, gauge whether it's always controlling when someone says, hey, look, I don't want you to be friends with this person or if it's just a matter of healthy boundaries. It's, it's more, I think a lot of people have had bad personal experiences. That's what I can gauge from comment sections on this where, at first they think, yeah, it's completely harmless. Like that's just an opposite sex friend, but almost always there's some sort of confession of uh, romance or uh, interest that comes about, or there's just, you know, there's clear boundaries that are crossed with how much they expect that other person to contact them and how much time they spend with them. And, yeah, you know, I, I think back to that, that there was a, there was an ex-girlfriend that, uh, you know, they, when she hung out with her male friend, they like kind of made a little fruit platter together and like went out to this lookout and just sat oh, there for like the, the whole lookout. night. And I was like, come on, man. Like, that's just, yeah, classic. I don't know. And then, and then she made me feel like I was being controlling and insecure. Like, Oh, look, we talk, we actually talked about you. So, you know, and I'm like, Everyone <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about something like that. That's so intense. So, um, yeah, I think I guess maybe point. I've like dealt with that by just saying like, yeah, yeah do whatever suit the second you act on it. Well, whether the relationship's over or not, most likely it it, it would be. I know I've probably been a bit more um, coy about things like cheating, but like if I've given trust to, to a situation like that and then you've broken that trust by acting on it, well, then, yeah, then then that's when the relationship's over. But if you need to like control someone for them to not act upon yeah for them to not be um for them to be to engage in infidelity i should say then that's an issue with them that's not you having to worry about who they should be friends with i totally someone should be able to you know uh, understand what's appropriate um for their partner and, and always think about their partner in that sort of a situation and a good question to ask is yeah would i be comfortable if the other person said this or the other person did this with another person and things like that so yeah I think it's a really good point like especially the you don't want to control someone I think it's important that you know you express I'm uncomfortable with this or something about this rubs me the wrong way but I'm very much of the party that I will sit back and watch what my partner does and see whether or not that's respectful to me like I'm not going to say don't go you know on a two-night sleepover with this girl because I know because she's invited you I'm going to wait and see if he says no himself, you know, like, um, or what, how he handles that. And I know a big part of it as well, um, like you said, is like the level of closeness is really important, especially if it's a, if it's a pre-existing lifelong relationship, I think that that actually needs to be respected, like a long friendship and things like that. But it's harder to accept new friendships that come in after you've started dating someone, they've all of a sudden make friends with like a girl or a guy. I think that's the hardest to deal with when you don't know anything about them or whatever. But it's definitely, you know, it's it's definitely hard when you can feel something is off or you, um, 
Like I know when I actually, I think I spoke about this before, but with my ex-boyfriend, he has like heaps of um, female, close female friends. A lot of the girls that, you know, I'm friends with too. Um, and I'm still friends with and I met through him. And it was always very like, I felt really comfortable around that. Like I could, he could go on a holiday with them and I wouldn't, I would trust him. Like it was that level of just his personality was so, he's so bubbly and outgoing and all the girls like loved him as like a brother kind of thing. And I never felt uncomfortable until there was like one girl that um, he'd met overseas and they had traveled together a few times and he told me she's coming to Australia, like, I think to move, move here or live here. And I was like, cool, I'm so excited to meet her and whatever. I've heard so much about her. And then one day I happened to ask him, like, have you been like, have you ever had a thing for this girl? Cause he like said something weird about something they did. I can't remember. And I was like, have you had a thing with this girl? Have you like been with this girl? And he was like, no, I haven't been with her, but I did have a crush on her um, for like six months <laughs> or something. And that was when I was like, nah, this this isn't going to fly with <laughs> mm. me kind of thing. But I was like, I'll sit back and wait and see what he does. And she actually asked um, him, like, can I stay with you? And he was in like a one bedroom apartment. So I was like, well, where's she going to stay? And he was like, oh, on the couch, literally outside his bedroom door. And I was like, oh, but we were new in a relationship then. And I was like, this feels like I'm not going to say no because we've only been nah. together for like a short amount of time, but then um, he... I don't know, that's pretty disrespectful. Yeah, and eventually she... I was like, well, invite her over, like invite her to my place, I'll cook her dinner and like I'll make... Surely she wants friends and stuff. And she didn't want to come. She didn't want to see me. She didn't want to meet me. She only wanted to meet him and his friends, his male friends. Yeah, all right. So yeah. I almost broke up with him because of it. And I was like respect me like obviously the signs are here um and she was a little bit flirty with him on instagram and things like that and it's always that person that you have that gut instinct about and for me the catalyst was well one of course she was flirting we found out later like she was you know being a bit sly but also the fact that he'd had feelings for her before and was inviting her to like stay over i thought that was the most disrespectful thing that had like ever happened to me in a relationship even though yeah. like that's pretty good if that's the worst um but yeah i was i, I was fuming <laughs> yeah no that that's way too close she's gonna stay in a one-bedroom apartment on a on a couch yeah no that's yeah that's not on i i i guess I don't have many very close friends. Like I don't, yeah. most of people who I'd call a friend, I hang out with once every three months and I'm like, yeah, how are you? How's work? But like, there's maybe three people that I'm really engaging with, you know, on a very regular basis and they're all dudes. So I, yeah. I, I'm talking more in terms of, um, that's the, the aforementioned relationship where you're catching up with someone now and again, you, you, you may be messaging them every, every two weeks or something like that. Now, if we're talking about a close friend that you're, uh, every two, three weeks going, uh, getting drinks with you, you, you're catching up on everything. Yeah. That then I would, um, I, I'd raise eyebrows, I guess, because I would just have assumed, uh, if someone's in a relationship that they'd, 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 they'd have enough uh, empathy to understand, hey, look, maybe my partner might be a bit uncomfortable with this, so I'll, I'll at least, like, tone down the relationship here. Um, but, 
then if you're putting it on the partner to say, hey, look, I think this is too, this is, you're a bit too close with this person, they can get a bit uncomfortable there because it can can come across as controlling. There can be a lot of defensiveness and also can make the partner feel um, uneasy for having to ask that because they would probably be assuming like, hey, it should be obvious that this is off limits. The fact that I have to express my concerns makes me think that you aren't really engaging and empathizing with me to the fullest possible extent. I think um, if there's ever a relationship where it's someone you've had a fling with or, you know, hooked up with before and then you've stayed as friends, absolutely not. Like that (laughs) should be a no-go without a doubt. I mean, I don't know, maybe once a year, yeah, happy birthday, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, how are you? Cool, hope all is well. Like anything more than that basically um, it's probably too much, too much. Um, but if it's like a, yeah, there's, there's, there was also an ex that said, um, it's like, she lived with the, a guy. And then once I did ask, Hey, would, did you ever have a thing with him or anything like that? And she said, Oh no, absolutely not. But when he first met me, he told me that he really liked me or he told me that he thought he liked me or something. And I'm like, Ugh. yeah, I, I couldn't help but feel that was that sort of a guy, that kind of sneaky, oh, I might be a bit insecure to like just be direct and tell her that I like her in case of being rejected. So I'm going to play this long game. And, now, it doesn't mean every male her. friend is like that. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, th- there has been a lot of, there's just so many instances where that definitely comes out eventually. And, and you think, yeah, I knew it. Like th- this was always the case. And often in a lot of these situations, men project their way of of viewing the world onto women and women project their way of viewing the world onto men. And in so far as what I mean is like men probably have a capacity to be easily uh, physically attracted and physically attracted to multiple people. So therefore they may think, oh, look, here's this, you know, handsome guy that she's hanging out with once every three weeks, getting, even if it's just getting coffee, oh, she must find him attractive but no that's a that's a male way of uh viewing the world in many instances the woman is just completely repulsed by the idea of anything more than a friendship with that particular friend not always but often um Mm. and then i think similarly uh i i just wonder if you know maybe actually women can be too trusting in that situation and think oh you know she's just a friend uh, but a lot of times there probably are guys out there that are being kind of sneaky or whether yes. they're not like physically cheating there, you know, you could make an argument that they may be emotionally cheating and yeah. being very close with someone and, and, and yeah, flirting with them and things that would, you would think would be kind of off limits. So look, it, it differs from couple to couple, what's normal here and there. I, I do sort of stand by my general um, opinion of of hey look if they're gonna if they're going to cheat they're going to cheat it's not your job to sort of control them you can express that a friendship might make you uneasy um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all depending on the way you express it and then it's on you if they're if they're sort of standing their ground and saying that's controlling and like you shouldn't know that you're just a friend and you're being insecure then it's on you do you you have to decide all right am I yeah. do I have to sort of deal with that and come to terms with mm-hmm. that something that she's not willing to alter or do I need to look for someone else to be in a relationship who has similar values in the, in regards to the, to the friendship thing. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think it, it, it's a good conversation for a a couple to have early on. And I think, uh, you know, understanding 
taking into account the nuances of, of that friendship, what that friendship ac- actually looks like. Because like I said, there's such a big difference between someone you get coffee with every three or four months and catch up with versus someone that you're talking to every second day, filling them in on how your days have been and, you know, what you've been up to. That to me is, I would, you know, they're both friends, but that's such a different relationship. Yeah. Do you know what's interesting is I think that like even my perspective on this has changed a little bit from just the start of uh, um, when we started podcasting together a couple of years ago because I had just started dating Adrian and Adrian, I'd had this discussion heaps of times like, you know, what what are your friendships with like girls look like? What are mine with guys? And he knew going into dating me that I was still pretty close with like a few of my like ex-boyfriends and not in terms of close. I mean, like I caught up once every two months for a coffee and it would be brief. I always invite my, if I had a boyfriend, I'd invite them along. Like sometimes they met my new boyfriends. It was like never weird like that. I meet their girlfriends. Yeah. Like I've always had like very good breakup history, I think. And living together post breakup for months while moving on and things like that. But, um, when I started dating, um, Adrian, poor thing was put to the ringer a couple of times because I saw my ex before him for coffee, like once or twice. That was fine. It was like half an hour. My ex was even like, you know, let's bring your boyfriend or whatever. And Adrian was like, oh, no, because he's anxious and <laughs> shy. He doesn't want to meet new people. And then another time, um, my ex was like, hey, can we can we chat or whatever? And he was he met me at the park across from my house, uh, my apartment back when I lived in Crow's Nest. And um, Adrian was like with my male roommate in my um, apartment. And you can just see the park from the apartment. So him and my roommate were just having tea while I'm sitting downstairs with <laughs> with my ex uh, catching up. And I just like was so blindsided by the fact like that many months and months later he was like I kind of thought we would be working on back getting back together and I was like I felt really bad actually I felt bad like I felt like a total dickhead I felt like a dickhead to this guy because I'm like why do you think that (laughs) obviously I've I've literally told you like I've got my soulmate he's vegan and he's he's a landscaper like (laughs) kind of thing and he was telling me he's moving on with he was dating a teacher and whatever and then I felt like a dickhead to Adrian because I was saying so much like, oh my God, you don't have to worry. We were friends for eight years before we dated and we both wanted to just go back to being friends. Like, so cliche. Mm. And then as straight after that as well, um, before I had met um, Adrian, I had I had slept with a friend of mine one time, <laughs> like just once, just briefly. And... It was it was fine and we just went back to being friends and he slept with like 10 other girls after me, half of which I knew. He was just a bit like, that. he's a bit cheeky. Uh, him and I had been friends for ages, this guy that I'd slept with. And um, it wasn't just like, it just wasn't weird. Like I just still wasn't really like attracted to him, but he was really good friends with me and also my housemate. Um, so, and we were in like a group together, like a friendship group. So that guy, um, which Adrian knew we had like slept together because I just told him, um, Adrian knew about that. And 
<laughs> I had like a games night every Tuesday night. So this guy would be coming over every single Tuesday, but Adrian was there as well. Um, and for like six, seven months, mm. Adrian wasn't weird about it. Interesting. He was like, no, it doesn't bother me at all. Like, because I didn't pay like much. I wasn't avoiding him and just didn't, you know, he could see the nature of our conversation or whatever and how it went. Um, and nothing ever happened afterwards. Like he never, it never got like weird um, or anything like that, but it was kind of just at a point of reflection. And I think even at one point when I was doing a podcast with you and I was talking about how like when I've broken up with my, any boyfriend, I've had at least like two or three male friends that I had at that time come out and say like I've had feelings for you for two years or I've always thought of you as like the ideal partner I've always thought of you like this and you're not like other girls like all that kind of stuff so that was when I was just a bit like hang on like am I just being like this naive and also am I acknowledging that am I avoiding these weird like red flags because I want to maintain a friendship that I view as platonic and things like that. You have to kind of hold yourself accountable as well because it's all good and easy just to be like, oh, but I had no idea, like which happened every single time, 50 times in a row for me. Um, so now like my my views have definitely changed on it. And I think that, you know, with my, with, with my old mate, we like, you know, moved out, um, and Adrian moved in with me and we had a couple games nights here and there where he'd still come around and he was always he was really friendly with Adrian as well like they got along well he'd bring girls over his girlfriends whoever he was dating at the time never odd but eventually it just kind of like I phased it out a little bit I didn't catch up with them one-on-one or anything like that I don't see any of my exes anymore um or talk to them (laughs) talk to them much um after the last one but yeah it's just it is hard because you know like For me, like, you know, you have to realize that people apply their own understanding onto like all their own personal experience onto other relationships. So, for example, guys that are like hyper, hyper jealous um, and controlling, they're always the guys that have had feelings for every single female friend they've had. So they're looking at their girlfriend hanging out with a guy and being like, she 100% has a crush on him or he 100% has feelings for her. And I was applying my own experience to guys I was hanging out being like, oh, I wouldn't touch him with a 10 foot pole now, even though I already had, like, I wouldn't do that again. Yuck, like zero sexual attraction and yet assumed everyone else would feel the same way that I had, um, if that makes sense. So I think that, you know, it's, and I actually saw an interesting video on this on TikTok where it was talking about friendships between men and women and it was like, well, why don't we see any married men with, you know, single unmarried female friends and vice versa because it's considered inappropriate, <laughs> which I was like, oh, that's an interesting, interesting point. Um, so like nowadays, I would say like my closest male friends are literally um, men that I work with that have known for like, you know, five plus years sometimes. Um and Adrian's never even told me once I'm uncomfortable with this. Never has he ever said that, but I just kind of put those boundaries. But if I had said to Adrian, like, I'm going out for dinner with Neil tomorrow night, I wouldn't even have to give context. He'd be like, okay, bye. Like he wouldn't, you know, it's just, it's, everything's contextual. <laughs> Everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've never, well, I think it's different if it's a friend that you've previously 
hooked up with like i personally would would be pretty uncomfortable if my girlfriend was uh hanging out um one-on-one with a guy she has hooked up with at the same time i don't know if i'd sort of directly say like oh you can't do it or anything like that mm. i'd just sort of say hey would, like what if i did something like that would you be okay with that i'll just yeah have definitely like let myself be heard there but um yeah that's a lot hey like <laughs> i don't know how i would feel if uh my girlfriend was like in a in a what was it in a park <laughs> talking to her ex-boyfriend while he's confessing that he still maybe has feelings at the same time like yeah if the person's not acting on it then technically they're not yeah there's an argument to be said they're not they're they're not doing anything wrong there but i'd i think adrian's very unique there i think a lot of guys would uh definitely um be pretty uncomfortable with with that again it's not to say it's it's wrong it's just um i think people do have to come to a compromise with their partner and and sometimes even if something might be a little bit uncomfortable um it doesn't always mean oh this person's trying to control me um, it can just be the need for compromise in in a relationship. I I guess if it, coming back to if it's a if it's a friend that there hasn't been a sexual history with, or let, let's just say like that even there if there has, I, I'm not coming at it from a perspective of like oh she's gonna cheat and mm-hmm. you know she's she might engage in that. It's more okay like what it's sort of devaluing the relationship mm-hmm. to me if it's yeah. like you're being to some degree like sharing certain you know thoughts and and being emotionally intimate with someone which to a certain extent even if you're catching up with someone there's a degree of emotional intimacy and Mm. sharing and things that are occurring there um i think if it comes to the jealousy issue like oh she's gonna act on it that is actually something for a guy to reflect on himself like all right if you're dating an attractive girl they're going to get hit on. Yeah. They're going to go out. They're going to get hit on. They're going to probably have male colleagues and guys that want to be their friend that secretly want to fuck them. That's on her. Like, that's not your thing to, yeah. to control in many ways. It's on them to see if they act on that. Mm. And in many of these situations, um, you kind of do see the guy that, that, that it maybe is crossing that boundary line and is friendly with them. And you're like, Oh, like this is just not a threat like if she acted on this yeah i'd be more grossed out by her than him because it's like really (laughs) so um i don't know like yeah through my personal experiences a lot of the guys that are very close with with women especially a lot of women in relationships and really go that extra mile to to be that supporting uh shoulder to cry on and and you know uh always identify as like i'm an ally and these sorts of guys in many situations are actually being kind of sneaky and you know the, this isn't necessarily mm-hmm. completely related but there was a guy on uh tiktok who we always come back to that but he was this sort of very well-known male feminist who who, who made a lot of uh tiktoks about uh, rape culture and the way men perceive women and and he's quite fashionable and good looking and a lot of girls really liked him. And then it came out that he was hitting on a 17 year old. So 
I'm not oh. saying every male feminist is like that or everyone who expresses those views is like that, but there, there's been so, a lot of men know a lot of guys like that to the extent where a pattern does start to emerge. It's and so true that that, yeah. that is such a common... And that guy that I was talking about before, like my friend that I'd slept with, that you know, he was known for being a bit of a player kind of thing. He was the most hardcore feminist there was. Like he's and he's such an advocate for women and women's rights and everything like that. And he always posts about it, he's always talking about it. He knows everything. Um and he's so passionate about it. I remember once we were playing like a drinking game with like thirty people and it was like how many people have you slept with? And his number I won't like say it, but his number was so high and I was like, this guy's this guy's got it figured out. Like, it's just everyone was like swooning for him. Um, I mean, I can't talk. I did that once, but whoops. Um, it's an interesting like personality dynamic. I've definitely seen that as well. Like we talked about that, that other person as well on TikTok. Same thing. And then it, everyone was getting all controversial because he was dating two girls at once and like knocked someone up and all that kind of shit mm. like it's it is um interesting and i think that you know it's what you mentioned before about saying speak checking in with your partner i think that that is a point of maturity like you know it's not always up to like i wouldn't think it's up to adrian all the time especially in a newer relationship to be like hey like i'm uncomfortable with this and that's great and well if you have you know the courage and the capacity to do that in a relationship. But I think that it also goes the other way. Like if I was seeing a guy, friend or whatever alone, I always ask Adrian, like, does it make you feel at all like weird? Or is it like, is there anything about that that irks you or makes you uncomfortable? Cause I just won't go, like I won't care. Um, it's fine. Um, like, would you want to come with me? Yeah, that good. kind of thing. Yeah. I, I check in all the time about that because I know him and I know he'd probably stay silent and then like fret about something. Um, but yes. yeah. Good to be over the top with the with checking in rather than let something slip and suddenly yeah. uh, that can become, that can then balloon into a much bigger issue. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, a lot of those sorts of guys, it, it's it's the pick me boy, you know, it's the, yes. it's the male equivalent of the girl who's like, oh, I'm just... I like pizza and I like Star Wars and I just I just love sucking dick like that. A lot of girls will <laughs> yeah. be like, "You're being sneaky and just you're creating your whole personality yeah. to just be something that men really like." You're yeah. you're sort of forming yourself to the, that ideal version of a male gaze, and it's you know men should actually catch on to this as well. These women are not yes. good to date. Like you you get swooped in at at the start and think, "Wow, this is amazing," and then. The, the toxicity comes out and I think it's the same with uh, these sorts of guys mm -hmm. that look there's a there's a there's a clear line there I mean if he's just progressive and supports certain um you know feminist ideals I don't think that's an issue but like if he's if he makes it his whole personality that you know I'm an ally and I always go to I go to female comedy nights to support the women <laughs> and I wear the clothes and I go to protests and, and it's like I don't know. I just don't trust a guy like that. Um, yeah. And it's probably it's probably hard for a lot of girls to hear something like that because it's like, all right, who the fuck do we trust then if the guys who are seemingly on our side just want to fuck us? Yeah. Um, <laughs> who do you trust? So I can empathize with that too, but I think um, there's just certain uh, 
points of reality that you can only really understand when you're part of this the, that particular gender and sexuality and and you can just catch mm. on to things when you're like ah you're you're doing that for you know unscrupulous means you know maybe even consciously you think it's the right thing to do but mm. you know i think a lot of other guys will have the the, the enough emotional intelligence to be you know, you're being sneaky there i think yeah, i can catch I on to what you're doing yeah and i think also another big part is like you have to take into consideration your partner's personality like adrian knows what i'm like and he always talks about it how like i'll I'm just like a more social person than he is more um, extroverted. I like talking to strangers and things like that. Not that I go up and talk to guys or anything like that, but he just knows that I could come home one day and be like, I made a friend at the shops today and me and her are getting lunch tomorrow and he wouldn't be shocked at that. Um, Whereas, you know, if it were the other way around and he was like, oh, I met this girl and I'm going to hang out with her and I'm like, I'm what like that would be too that would be so out of character for him in my opinion and and what I've known him to be because he's such an introvert and he's so shy and he's a bit like you know he doesn't go out and socialize that much I'd be like whoa but if that was my ex-partner who made friends with literally every single person in the world that he'd ever crossed paths with I'd be like yeah no nothing shocking about that either so I think that that's an interesting like little um dynamic to take into account but also we touched on this before you said it um, but we didn't kind of delve into it but also the nature of the conversations that you have with the people that you're hanging out with of the opposite sex I think is really really important like I was always fine with um my partners having female friends but I was not okay with them discussing like issues within our relationship with other women um and that's always been something that i've said like it will never sit with me because if women are really compassionate and when they receive information as to as can be the same for guys and i'm not saying they have alternative motives but they'll be like that's so unfair and she how dare she do this you you know and i don't like that kind of dynamic i feel like that those kind of things need to stay out of those conversations i wouldn't ever bring that up i'd never talk bad about adrian to another guy ever like i just would not do it but i would talk about it with my girlfriends if you know if, if we had a fight or something um i probably would talk about it and like if i had needed how, really needed to vent <laughs> how far would you go with the with the venting because to me even if you're talking to a close friend let's say you've had a, a really bad fight and then you're talking to a close friend of the same sex you're venting there's still to me like a line that probably shouldn't be crossed so you know, if my girlfriend was, if we had a fight and she's like, oh, he's a, he, he's an asshole. He did this. He was, a, he's a dickhead. Something like that would probably be like the borderline. But like, if then it went even further, like if it was saying something really deep about my character or I, you know, criticizing certain things that I've shared with her that I'm insecure about or something like that, that would be a, a big boundary for, for me. Would, would, would there be a boundary for you there Yes. in terms of yeah. venting to the friends? Definitely. I think, well, kind of, because I know with my friends, you know, we've all, half of my friends either studied counseling and behavioral science with me and the other half are therapists anyway, or social workers. So I'm lucky in the sense that we're all kind of accustomed to speaking really neutral in our responses. Like I would never say to my friend, like, 
wow, your boyfriend's trash if he had done something really bad. We would kind of just unpack it. So if I vent to um, my friends, I'm trying to think of an example because I don't think I've done it much with um, Adrian, but I did I did once ages ago where basically what I do with my friends is I check in to be like, am I being irrational? Like, do I need to be more compassionate to him in this situation? Like Adrian went through a phase and, you know, he's comfortable with me talking about this, like where he had really, really bad um, anxiety and especially social anxiety. And like, I would always be having events at my house constantly and going out and we're kind of new in a relationship and it was really hard when my friends were wanting to meet him and he would pull out last minute and he did it like five times in a row and everyone was a bit like no one had met him so they were kind of like oh I don't know how like what's this guy like and I spoke to my friend my best friend and I was like am I justified in being frustrated about this because like it's really annoying to me like he gets one percent of anxiety or he's shy and he gets a bit nervous so he just doesn't come like or am am I being selfish and I really need to be compassionate because this is mental health um and I would check in about those kind of things where it's like I need to know if my reaction is an overreaction or if it's fair or justified my friends have never said a bad word like ever about any boyfriend I've been with even when they've been like doing shitty things like ex-boyfriends and in that case they were all like no girl like he's going through something like you need to like you need to take your ego out of it and like you need to be a bit more compassionate like it's one time and it's been like a month like <laughs> you know mm. be be a bit more gentle and, and see how you go and I really appreciate that so I like that my friends are like that they can call me out instead of being like oh my god girl like as if he wouldn't put in the effort for you, like you deserve this. So yeah, I think a, yeah. The, the friends, if anything, men should look out for that. Like, what is the dynamic <laughs> of your partner with her friends? Yeah. Do they get on there like, yeah. you know, do they have a few wines and get in their men are trash <laughs> talk? Because that's a red flag, okay? Yes. Or do they speak maturely and? Yeah. Even if they are critical of their boyfriends, do it in a respectful way. Similarly with guys as well. Like guys don't talk about that as much as women. I don't. I don't. No, I don't yeah. think. Um, but uh, you know, that's a big frustration point for a lot of men when um, relationship issues seem to be talked about at length and solved without even their input because the girlfriend solved it for her. Yeah. And you sort of think, well, am I even part of this relationship or are your friends kind of the puppet masters of what you're doing here? It's uh, mm. it's pretty frustrating actually being on the receiving end of something like that. Say, you've, you know, you've had a fight and then you, you discuss it, you think you've come to a sort of conclusion and then out of nowhere you, you get a text saying we need to talk about what happened. Like, yes. well, I thought we did. Like what do you do? Yeah. Oh, you just happen to be getting drinks with your friends. Okay, I can see what's going down here. Um, and of course you've got to, you got to be able to talk to someone about relationship issues and, and concerns, but I got a stand up joke about this. Your friends are always biased. They're always going to yeah. be, even if they are mature and, and, mm. and talking to you, uh, as objectively as they see fit, they're hugely biased. You're, yeah. They're your friends. Mm. And similarly, when we recount instances of, um, you know, of, of quarreling or, or uh, concerns, we're often biased towards ourselves in the way we recount it. We're very rarely 
objectively expressing all the facts of the situation. There's certain things that will amplify. We'll, we'll talk about what they did and use more emotional language and then sort of justify what we did. And, you know, they did this X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. And yeah, I did do ABC, but they then did X, Y, Z. And it's a very mm-hmm. biased way that we tend to talk about the concerns and issues in our relationship. And we all do this. It's, I don't think it's humanly possible to not do it. You can sort of mm-hmm. lessen the extent to which you do it, but I'm definitely aware that I do that. And I've done that in previous relationships and um, I, I try to be quite conscious of the way of the way that I speak about Andrea to to my friends um, because I just don't want to badmouth her because I think yeah. then that's a reflection of how you perceive that partner and and the relationship itself and you know luckily we've we've never really it's it's been like over a year now and hasn't really been any big issues yet touch wood but yeah um yeah it's uh in previous relationships it's uh definitely gone down a bad path when you just go towards your friends you get this soundboard of Mm -hmm. them validating your insecurities if anything amplifying them and then you go back and have an even bigger fight because you got this different idea in your head that your friends have put in there not 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 consciously not explicitly but it it it, it happens you know it it, i don't think it's just uh women who do this i'm not trying to say that but i do think women talk about the relationship with their friends a lot more than in fact in fact men should talk more uh to their mates about relationship issues and and concerns and and delve deeper into it and 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 try to be objective and challenge your friends as well and and don't always just say like yeah they are crazy or yeah he is an asshole like you know question it and and understand the bigger picture and if it's really at a at a point where it seems untenable or it's ex- extreme or dramatic, the best thing to do is maybe say, hey, look, maybe you guys should actually see a relationship counsellor then because that that's yes. someone who will, yeah. it's their job to be objective and to see both exactly. sides. And I finally started listening to um, Esther Perel, Where Do We Begin? And it's so good to, yeah. she, she, she actually will challenge people who, you know, she'll, I was listening to one where the, the man had cheated on the, the woman and then, woman was talking and then she actually was challenging her quite yeah. a bit as well which was very it's engaging to listen to it's uh and so non-offensively either the, she's so good exactly yeah yeah she's a master of the craft she really um, is yeah that's and, a good point yeah yeah we can't we can't all be that way but um just these little moments of respect in, in the way you speak about your partner towards your friends and you know how extreme is the relationship with a with a friend and uh, Mm. I do believe coming back to what I said at the start, I do think it's, uh, you know, you, you can't go through a whole long-term relationship thinking like your partner should only ever be physically attracted to you. I think it's more about, okay, do they should have the discipline and the respect to Mm. absolutely never act on whatever other physical attraction they may have to other people. And so that, I guess informs a lot of my opinion as to whether, and then coming from a straight male perspective, whether a girlfriend can be friends with a, with a straight male friend, and you know if they do get a bit close, it's, it's maybe something to talk about. But I don't think it's necessarily cause of concern immediately because essentially what you're saying there is like, oh, I don't trust her around a guy that might be into her. Well, why not? Like just because a guy says, hey, I like you, and you know, what well, do you want to get a drink? Well, she should, if anything, like that should, if she doesn't say no and she's so 
easily tempted mm-hmm. well good that you found that out then yeah because then exactly. that's like the biggest reason to drop her so yeah. if anything um that's it and that's it's why more, it's like a test it's <laughs> exactly why you don't want to control them and you want to like you know see what they do as well and how see how much respect they show the relationship like that's why i'm always like a sit back and watch kind of kind of um approach but you know in saying just talking about the bias that friends have and also male female friendships i have to like acknowledge that it's so true especially women's bias and once you have an opinion it's hard to it's hard to um break that and one of my one of my friends has a boyfriend and this boyfriend has a very very attractive female friend uh, like super like classic blonde and sexy and um he had a thing for her in the past but of course now it's nothing and he he when he was dating my friend he would go out and hang out with this girl of course nothing would happen but they would hang out for like 10 hours literally um meet up at a pub go for drinks go to different bars hang out so and How do people have time to do this? Like, I mean, <laughs> we I could. just can't imagine hanging out with anyone for 10 hours in a social setting. I, I things to do. Yeah, <laughs> Do true. people not have jobs? Anyway. <laughs> it was a yeah, weekend, but anyway. And she, he came back and he was telling my friend, like, about their conversation. And I think that because it was early in their relationship, a part of him maybe wanted to make my friend a little bit jealous subconsciously. And he was saying, like, oh, this girl, uh, she was, she's got a boyfriend, his female friend, but... She was talking about like all this lingerie she had bought for her boyfriend and it was red and lacy. And I think she showed him like a photo, not on her, or maybe she showed she had it with her and showed him something like that. And just like that flirtatious nature. And I hearing that as this was like my best friend, I was so angry (laughs) at my friend's boyfriend because of it and that he kept hanging out with this girl all the time, knowing how upset it was making my friend. And then he got that girl a job with him. And I was like seething with anger. I think that's fair enough. (laughs) Yeah. And it's hard not to influence her as well because I couldn't be neutral. I couldn't be like, look, like, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. I was always like, fuck this girl. She's a skank. Like, Not in those words, but you know, like, um, it's hard. It is hard. So I have to be... Yeah, I had to be honest with myself and like think, you know, sometimes you can step into like a very rational and logical frame of mind being like, look, my friend needs a place to vent and this is not the time to like, you know, increase her insecurities. But when someone vents about something that also triggers you, you can't like do it. And I was just like rolling my eyes because I didn't want him to hurt her anyway. He ended up putting those boundaries in place himself. He stopped hanging out with her. He could see, I think he started to see it and he saw it was like, really stressing my friend out who was trying to be like the cool girlfriend and she never told him like this stressed me so that was also it was also on her she was partly responsible she never said like this really upsets me um and yeah you you gotta say that sort of stuff yeah and i actually said to her like you know you're, you're partly at fault here because you're not expressing it to him so he might not know like he's navigating a relationship with you he's navigating this friendship he as far as he's concerned you're super comfortable with this and you're chill um, and you have that kind of, you know, relationship. Like if you're not comfortable with it, it doesn't look bad on you. Just just tell him how you feel. Um, so everything, nah. everything's good now. He's not friends with her anymore. And he's got other female friends that he hangs out with. Um, but it's not like 
it's not doesn't rub you the wrong way because it's not inappropriate it's a completely appropriate friendship and I was actually listening to I can't remember who it is um some relationship therapist guru and she was talking about men and women in friendships and she said it's never okay to have a friendship with another woman or a man of the opposite sex when your current relationship isn't emotionally intimate so if you don't feel if you don't have that closeness with your partner and you start building emotional intimacy you know friendship with another woman or another man you're going to go down a a part of emotional infidelity or physical infidelity um that's valid yeah that's and i think it's a really like accurate point yeah yeah a lot of times when see if men cheat it can often be that there's nothing actually wrong with the relationship they just you know did it which and is then, yeah and that's what the a lot of those examples on the where do we begin podcast with s perel actually are it's like he's like i just wasn't close with my wife or i wasn't close with my partner anymore like we basically yeah. were ignoring each other and he cheated um and yeah. when often when women cheat it's because there's not there's something lacking in the relationship yeah and even if we're talking about a little form of emotional infidelity here she's got this new male friend that she's suddenly very close to well it is also time to reflect and and say well what is there are there flaws in our relationship now that's obviously a very unhealthy way to deal with it and she should also be held accountable for something like that but it's also good to then analyze and say well all right am i still maintain trying to maintain attraction and the spark and the, the intimacy and you know, the game never ends. You still gotta you still gotta be flirtatious in a long term relationship. You gotta make the other person yeah. feel wanted, feel sexy, feel yes. desired. Yeah. It's not you can't get too comfortable so and that, that all the little things add up, like on a date night, make yourself look good as you would if you were seeing someone when you were single. Nothing should change. If you're three years or thirty years into a relationship, the date night should be the same as the date night when you're single. Because when you're single, you go on a date night and you know, you spend hours getting ready. You put on your best yeah. cologne, perfume, whatever it may be. All right, then if you're in a 20-year marriage, you, you should still... Yeah, put in that Look, effort. I say this, having never yeah. been in that situation, <laughs> so I acknowledge, and when you've got a couple of kids, it's probably hard, but you should make the effort to still treat that same date with the same anticipation, enthusiasm, and yeah. uh, energy that you would if if you were single and looking to meet someone. Exactly, so true. I saw a video um, on TikTok yesterday, and it made me so sad of this guy. And he was videoing his girlfriend getting ready for a date, and she was putting on a dress. She'd done her makeup. She like straightened her hair and everything. And he said something so rude. He was like, why does she have to do a cake face? We're just going out to like, I don't know, it was an American version of like a fast food chain for dinner. And I was so like, oh, so upset because I was like, she's she's trying so hard to look pretty for him and putting in all this effort and getting excited for their date, holding his hand in the car, like all dressed up. And he's like, this is cringe that she's got dressed up for like a casual dinner place. Yeah. And he's... People like that aren't going to last, but I think like, you know, my- That's not going to last. Yeah, yeah. my final piece of advice um, in managing like male and female friends is like, I actually am for it. I support it, even though we've talked a lot about the risks of it during this. But if you find, if you're in a relationship and you're finding yourself attracted to one of your friends or someone of the opposite 
gender and I mean like you know attracted attracted not just like oh she's pretty like as if you're you're thinking about her maybe there's tiny little crush the best thing you can do in that situation is yeah one put in boundaries but two also understand what is it about this person that is making you feel good like is it that she's laughing at your jokes is it that she's you know giving you attention is it that he makes you feel pretty and attractive like because once you recognize what it is that is making you feel really good you can integrate that into your relationship because it might mean that something is lacking there yeah and eliza made a good point there about uh the the huge difference between sort of objectively observing that someone might be handsome or attractive or even sexy is a strong word but hot yeah uh versus having a crush on them um like i said at the start there's plenty of women that would walk past and i'd be like oh she's hot but that's very different you don't to catch being feels. like oh, she's yeah. amazing and oh, when i go home all i do is think about her and, yeah oh i just fantasize about her like that's very very different so yeah. um that's when yeah definitely shouldn't be i think there shouldn't be a friendship there if that's the feelings we're talking about definitely. um so I agree that I'm also, I, I don't, I don't see, I don't think I see it as big a problem as a lot of men do. I think what should be prioritized is respect for your partner and the relationship. And then whether or not that means if you come to a mutual keyword, mutual conclusion that friends are off limits, well, fine. Then it's mutual and everyone, no one was coerced or no one's being controlled, then fine. Uh, similarly, if you come to a mutual conclusion that uh, friends are totally fine and, you know, you can spend days with them, go on camping trips with them or whatever, that's fine as well. It's very rare that you agree completely see things eye to eye there. So I do believe that a certain degree of compromise is almost inevitable in that situation. And in respecting the relationship, you have to be willing to make that compromise. And so I put that ahead of the, any potential mm. male and female friendship. But having said that, I do think it's fine to have male and female friends, even if the male friend is going to be into her because of the reasons I mentioned previously, that is more a reflection of her then and whether she acts on it. And I will say when one last situation went so obvious that the male friend is flirting with her and interested in her and if she's being blind, you do and then naive. in those situations, yeah. you do sort of, if anything, you lose a bit of attraction to the yeah. girl. You're like, really? Like you think this guy is just there to be your friend? Like this is more yes. like I'm, you, you, you sort of you don't like the guy. You're like, this guy's a sneaky bastard here, but also like, come on, like open your eyes here. So there are situations where and it's, it's very easy definitely crosses to line. play blind to it or say, no, that's not what they meant. They, no, if someone says something flirtatious, like if a guy told me, like a friend said, you know, I think like, you know, I think you're really attractive. And I always thought maybe you'd be a good girlfriend. I was like, I'd straight away be like, that's so disrespectful to my relationship. And I've had to actually, I've said that like five times probably in my life. Um, but they usually don't say that. They usually are very like indirect and like more oh, subtle. Yeah. I wish I could date a girl like you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just like stuff like that, they yeah. say. Yeah. Which is even worse, if anything. 
Yeah. And it's up to, you know, you got to recognize, you got to call out for what it is. And it's like, I think a part of it, the reason why women are blind to it isn't necessarily just because they want to keep receiving it or whatever. It's easier to pretend it's not happening, but also because women are much more uncomfortable with confrontation and having to say to someone, hey, that makes me uncomfortable or I think that's disrespectful is so overwhelming to a lot of people. And it's one of those things that you have to practice. Like I used to freak out when I was like 19 at the thought of saying that to a man, this actually like, I don't like when you flirt with me. Like I don't actually just don't like it. I would freak out about it. Now I'll say it like, I don't give a fuck because that's their problem. (laughs) Like if it makes them uncomfortable, that's on them and good. It should like, you know, respect my boundary. This is what it is. If you have a problem with it, deal with it yourself. Um, so anyway, that was, that was my yeah, last that's good. final point, I think. No, that's really good. Yeah. I, I can yeah. see how it can be confronting and yeah, you still don't want to hurt people, I guess. I've been, when I was younger, there was a, there was a girl who was, you know, I knew was into me and I was dating someone and I just, i did find it hard to sort of just directly say like, stop. Um, and I said it in a very, ind- I was like, Hey, look, you're really nice and you're really pretty, but I'm seeing, and I said so many nice things to the point you where it was like, my girlfriend them, saw so, it. Yeah. That was like, what the fuck is this? Like you're, you're, you're <laughs> more nice to her than me. And like, yeah, fair enough. No, I reflect on that. I'm like, yeah, I should have just been direct and said, stop. Uh, I have a girlfriend. Um, but yeah, as you get older, you usually get better at things like that. And if it comes, that's a situation where ghosting is almost permissible. If yeah. someone is not taking the hint, someone's not actually respecting the, the, the things you're putting in place there, I think it's totally fine to ghost someone then because yeah. then it's the sake of the relationship. It's your sanctity and, 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 and you know, your boundaries. Yes. And if they're still then flirting with you, all right, just ghost them. Yeah. Agreed. All right. <laughs> all right. Good. All right, we'll leave it on that one. Um, Thank you for listening, guys. Uh, if you're in any of the East Coast cities, come see me live, comedyuntamed.com, weekly in Sydney, monthly in Brisbane, Melbourne, in Newcastle, and Western Sydney. Come along, uh, neilcolehatka.com slash podcast if you'd like to send in a question or a topic and subscribe or, and a shout-out, and all the uh, money from those subscriptions goes straight to charity. Thanks again. We'll see you next Thank time. Thank you. See you next week.